And I don't want to belittle. I don't want to to dismiss. I, I want to actually build on what he's doing. I have an awesome responsibility and an awesome opportunity to build and to pour out and to share with you what God has been speaking to me about. And over the last number of months, we've been spending a lot of time on faith. A lot of time on faith. And the more I think about it, the more I see about it. Faith says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We're going to talk about faith this morning. I've got a number of thoughts. I've got a number of, of things stirring in my heart. We're going to start in Hebrews 11. If you've got your Bibles, turn there. And as you turn there, I'm just going to pray over this time. Father, may we take your presence, the tangible presence of God that we experienced this morning in worship. Lord, may we take that and may we build on that. Lord, this isn't another part of the service. We are here to gain time with you and to spend time with you. And as we take time to read your word and to see your word, may it come alive in us. And may we grow in understanding and may we grow in awareness of you. Amen. Faith is not man's idea. We're not smart enough to come up with the concept of faith. Faith is believing in someone greater than you. That's not something we can come up with. I wrote a, a, a thought here, and stay with me as I say this, but faith is living on someone else's dime. If I could be as simple as saying that, faith is living on someone else's dime. The very simple expression of that is children. Children live off of their parents with a simplicity that is inexplicable. All they know is if I cry, they'll feed me. All they know is if I come and I tug at my parents' leg, they're going to respond to me. All they know is, you know what, I don't even make my dinner, I just... I just show up and mom and dad have dinner for me. I, I don't plan anything. All I do is I enjoy the day. I laugh. I play. I eat. I sleep. I cry. I'm taken care of. Even my messes my parents clean up on for me. Faith is not something we've come up with. Faith is what God has instilled and given us as a way to grow in understanding of him. 
I am challenged as a preacher of the word that I don't spend time talking about human uh, aspects. I want to talk about God aspects. I have found I need to know him more because the more I get to know him, the better I get to understand me. And I have this great conflict inside of me at times because I want to do this. I want to say this about the human condition, if I could use that term, or, or are the situations we're facing. But as I look at that, I realize that is because I have a deficit in understanding God. I, I think about the temple and, and, and the time of Christ. You know what they came and did? They talked about the scriptures. When they came to the temple and they were talking about things, they were talking about scriptural things and they were uh, going over them and, and, and rehearsing them and speaking about them. Jesus came and he talked with them and his parents came finding him and he, and he was in the temple and he says, I'm about my father's business. So as we talk about faith, my prayer, my desire my passion is that you would get a greater understanding of the God you serve, the God who is your father, so that that will help you when you deal with anger management issues. Sometimes we spend time looking at the issue, but we don't get an understanding of the depth of the power of God and how he can affect you. When, the time, when they had the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts, he changed things in a moment. And I'm not saying understanding what we do is important. I, I believe that. I, it's important. But if I keep putting a Band-Aid on this and not realizing I need to get to know him better. I need to get to know his love for me. Because when I understand his love for me, that puts some of those other issues in a different perspective. When I understand that, you know what, as crazy as it is, I make a mistake and I mess up, but when I understand his love for me is so phenomenal that he says, come to me even when I've made a mess. I, I can't figure that out. Because if you're dealing with me, that ain't going to happen. If I could be honest with you, I struggle with that. It's like they learned their lesson. They should stay in that mess a little bit longer. And God says, no, come. Come. You've made a mess. Even in the Old Testament, when they made mess, he even said, listen, I know you're going to make a mess, but come, because when you make a mess, come to me. It's like, What? Now, that's not a license to make a mess. That's just, you know what? You're going to make a mess. You're going to spill the milk, and you might even spill the soup. But I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And faith, to me, is a revelation of who he is. And it's an opportunity and an invitation to live off of his dime and not mine. I'm not trying to be crass, but what I'm trying to do is use an explanation that maybe we understand. You say, well, is that scriptural? 
It says, uh, I live based on what Jesus did. Pure and simple. When he, when he was tempted of the devil, he said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I'm going to say, his word is more important than what you're going to have for lunch. And you say, really? Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We've manipulated that and say, well, after I do this. Just let me check on Facebook first. Just let me see how many updates. Let me see how many little red dots I've got beside my name today, God. He said, no, seek me first. Faith. Faith is me placing, and this is, I'm expressing myself here. You might see it differently, but faith is me placing those things there and purposely not looking at them and going, I need you. What do you have for me? How can I handle this? God, give me a revelation of you. It says in Hebrews 12, 2, which is after Hebrews 11. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author, originator, progenitor, the one who founded faith, and the finisher, the completer, the one who makes it with no deficiency. Jesus wrote the book on faith. I, I want to be known as somebody that has answers. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I want to be known as that. I want to be known as somebody that's different than everybody else they've talked to. You say, well, what if I'm with you? Well, then we're going to both be known for that. <laughs> but I, I want to be someone that people say there's something different about David. And I need to get around him, and I got to kind of like, why aren't you flustered? Why aren't you this? Why, why do you do? Because I've got a faith that I'm living on someone else's dime. I'm living on somebody else's what they've done. For 19 years, I lived off of what my mom and dad did. I didn't pay rent. I worked, but I didn't pay rent. And I didn't have my mom say, you know, you make food for yourself. In fact, she said, oh, let me make you something. Yeah, Pastor Daniel knows what's that all about. Can you imagine a life of faith so profound, so simple, that all I know is, God, what are you saying? God, what are you doing? God, what do you see about this situation? I was talking with Pastor Nelson this week, and he says, 
something to the effect of, I am convinced, this is Pastor Nelson saying, he, he, he's convinced that, that God moves or operates in us in ways that we don't even recognize what he's doing, what he's saying. He, he said, you know, I was wanting to do something for a motor, my motor home. He says, and I was going to go to a store. And he says, all of a sudden, I get this thought in my head, go to Fraserway RV. There's a shameless plug. He says, go to, and he says, I don't know where that came from. He says, and afterwards, I go, Holy Spirit, you gave me that thought. Have you ever had a thought that you go, where did that come from? Like, I wasn't thinking that. I was going to go this way. I, I read. Now, you can't trust everything you read on the Internet. That's what um, Abraham Lincoln said. But I, I read this story. Did anybody hear about that huge explosion in Beirut about a week or week and a half ago that devastated the port area? Um, just a phenomenal size. I was reading yesterday about this believer in Beirut that had this large facility, and for some reason he sent everybody home. He says, he, he says, I actually got upset with the people and I was rude with the staff and I just said, go home. He said, I didn't know why. Later that day, the explosion happened. Do you think that's God? I, I, don't, I, I don't think we give God enough credit for what he does. I want to stir up. In, Paul, Paul said to Timothy, stir up the faith the gift that God has put inside you. I want to stir up inside of you today to make those clean waters inside of you a little messy. And I want to stir up inside of you a faith that when you walk out these doors, you're going to say, give me this city because I believe God's got something. And it's not because of what you think, it's because of what he says. Faith is a what, it's living off of what Jesus did. Faith changes the way you look at things. Your perspective changes when you exercise faith. Faith is illogical. And faith is the most logical thing you can have. If you look at it through the eyes of man, faith is illogical. If you look at it through the eyes of God, faith is the most logical thing you can exercise. Because he calls things that are not as though they are. Can you imagine walking into your business and somebody says something and you exercise faith and you say, no, we're going to get that contract. No, that person's going to pay us and they're going to pay us on time. And everybody's going to go, what? How can you say that? Why? Because I'm looking and I'm calling those things that are not as though they are. And somebody says, well, what if? I'm tired of the what ifs. I'm of the why nots. I've grown up in church, and I've heard people preach this sermon. They get off the platform, and somebody right away says, well, what if God doesn't? What if God does? We've lived at the lower common denominator. 
And we've accepted things because they didn't happen, because it didn't work this way, it didn't work that way. And I'm here to tell you, my faith is in what God says. I'm amazed. I read the stories in the Old Testament. Do you think David had some kind of counsel that he talked to and said, listen, I'm going to go to this Goliath guy. What do you think? God just moved on him. And he ran. (laughs) Here's this punk. He was delivering cheese 10 minutes earlier. You know, you order pizza. The pizza delivery guy 10 minutes earlier was going, can I have change, please? Do you want to give me a tip? And all of a sudden he turns and says, who are you to defy the armies of the living God? Faith speaks things before they actually happen. It's easy to have faith after the fact. Even a non-believer can have faith after the fact. But can you have faith before the fact? That's what faith is all about. That's living off of his dime. I'd say a penny for your thoughts, but I'm going for a dime today. I've got through like two notes. I've just stirred inside of me. We need to get to know God more. And what I found is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and even Saturday, I don't really spend a lot of time getting to know God. I wake up and I'm already late. It's like, ah. I'd like to push the snooze button another five minutes. God, can you just, you understand? Snooze. <laughs> it's like, I don't even have time for breakfast. I got to hit the road because traffic's really bad today. Then we get in traffic and we start to speak in tongues. <laughs> but not the tongues that God ordains. I have found I can make so many quick excuses for putting God next. And then something blows up in front of me. And this is the amazing thing. I call to him, and he answers. (laughs) Now, it's not that I keep doing those stupid things. It's like, wow. Because if I were you, and he says, yeah, but you're not. <laughs> I, I just want to stir up inside of you a passion to get to know God more. And if it's in the one hour, or 65, or God forbid, Pastor David stretched it to 70 minutes on a Sunday morning. And by the way, we get a lot done in this time. Because we come ready to worship. It's powerful. But if it's only in those moments, I want to stir it up inside of you. And what I'm hoping is last week, maybe you made it to the chain link fence. And then you forgot. I mean, sometimes it's putting the kids in the car and I already forget what the pastor said. And my kids are adults. Um, (laughs) My prayer is that you get all the way to Sumas Way. 
and it's still inside of you. And then, check on Facebook tomorrow morning because I'll put another post up to remind you. But my prayer is tomorrow morning that you go, God, I'm going to live off your dime. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live off of your dime. Help me. Because I'm not used to this. I'm used to fixing. I'm used to figuring it out. Can you help me, God, today that when that problem comes, I step back, I say, speak to the hand, and then I look to you and I say, what would you say? What would you do? And then I approach that with a different perspective because I see you in what's going on. Does this make sense? If you think it does, we might end the sermon a little sooner. So does this make sense? Oh, man, I tell you, that was a lot of response. Think of a child and how they are so dependent on their parent. I, I watch my grandkids, and I'm, I'm just so blessed. And, and all they do is they come and say, can I go outside and play? And God says, except you're like little children. There's a simplicity in the trust and the expectation that a child has. It drives the parent crazy at times. And yet, you know what? They come tomorrow and they ask you again. And you get pent up frustration. And you get anger, and, and, and that tomorrow they come back to you and say, can I? This week, can you live off of someone else's dime? Can you live off of someone else's dime? Can you say, God, it's your dime. I'll talk to you first. It, it, what's amazing, it doesn't mean those things go away, but it changes how you look at them. Pastor Nelson shared at the beginning, going up to Mount Zion. There's no valleys on a mountain. You know what happens as you climb higher on a mountain? Your perspective changes. the depth of field changes. All of a sudden, that building that you saw, you realize, oh, there's a something behind it. Oh, I see the road coming. I see how to get to that building now. I climbed a mountain a few years ago. I don't do a lot of it, but I climbed one in Phoenix. And yes, there is a mountain in Phoenix. It's about 150 feet tall. It's not very big. But I was amazed as I got to the top of that mountain, I could see everything in that region for miles. But when I was on the ground, I couldn't see past the parking lot. Faith changes your perspective. Didn't get enough amen, so I'm going to keep going here. 
All of my notes are about what do you see. Here's one for you. Faith will drive you to prayer. Because when you make a statement of faith, (laughs) it's going to drive you to prayer. I believe my wife is healed. And I tell you, that drives me to pray. I found it interesting. Elijah, after he has this amazing miracle on Mount Carmel, where he caramelized the Baal and all the worshipers of Baal. (laughs) Actually, if you read that passage, it says, and they raved. I thought that was interesting. They had a rave back then. But but he defeats them all, and and there was a famine in the land. There There was a drought. Sorry, it was a drought. And he goes and he tells... Uh, his servant, he says, go tell Ahab to party, to eat and have a meal. And if you read it, he says, so his servant went and did that, and Elijah went and prayed. Because he said it was going to begin to rain. Not only that, but then he has his servant. Elijah's praying, go take a look at the horizon. Nothing. Seven times. I mean, I don't know how, I, I, it doesn't say exactly what Elijah was doing, but if it was me, <laughs> I'd be sweating bullets. It's like, Lord, I said it's going to rain, and it's beautiful out. It's like suntanning weather, and I'm supposed to say it's raining out. And then he comes back after seven times and says, I see something like a fist out in the sky. And he grabbed onto that and he says, tell tell Ahab to get going because he's going to get stuck in the mud. Tell him to go because it's going to rain. He says, and then God supernaturally powers him and he outruns the chariot. Faith will drive you to your knees. So I said, I'm hoping that you're going to get stirred up and it's going to put you all the way to Sumas way. I'm also asking God for you to be audacious enough to take a step of faith that you call something that's not as though that it is and that you end up doing this. Because if you start living down here, what you're doing is you're starting to living on faith. Because, you know, I just preached a sermon and I told 48 people to live by faith. You don't think I'm going to be praying about this? Can I be honest? I'm praying right now. I'm looking out going, oh my Lord, what have I said? Somebody's going to come to me and tell me they're going to quit their job because God told them to. (laughs) And they're going to say, thank you for preaching that sermon. Because of you, I'm changing my job. And it's like, oh, Lord, don't, don't. Live by faith. It will drive you to your knees. Because if you're telling something that can happen, will happen, that's not faith. That's just going to happen. Tomorrow the sun's going to come up. That's not faith. That, that happens. 
But can you believe and say, you know what, tomorrow God's going to bless me and he's going to give me a promotion because I'm here and I'm serving him. Can you stand there and say, you know what, tomorrow, Daryl, God's going to be with you and he's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you a thought and an idea that's going to be so creative to you. You're going to go, man, I've been looking for this idea. Why didn't I see it before? And God's going to give it to you tomorrow. Lord, be with Daryl because I just told him that you're going to be with him and you're going to do something that he's been calling out for. So, Lord, it's your dime. It's your time. You say, what if it doesn't happen? What if it does? I would sing living on a prayer. I don't even know it. (laughs) Anybody here a candidate to living by faith? Anybody here courageous enough bold enough, audacious enough, smart enough to say, this week, I'm going to attempt something I haven't attempted before, and I'm going to live off of his dime. Anybody? I'm going to pray for you. Father, can the dimes from heaven start falling? Lord, may we be so gripped by an understanding or a picture of you that that will drive us instead of the pictures we see. Be with everyone this week. Amen. Hallelujah.